Welcome back to the Not Just Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey. That's weird because three years ago, I was not saying Jasmine Jeffrey. We just keep talking about how long it's been. So this lady was my first ever guest on my show. And I'm like so buzzing and so happy that she wants to come back on. Um, it's just mad absolutely mad so welcome babe to the podcast thank how you how are you how is it i'm really good yeah i mean oh my god so glad to be back like i feel this oh it's like nostalgia isn't it it's so nice um yeah oh my god super excited and so much has changed in the past three years and so we're gonna have so much to talk about and catch up on so that's good so i would definitely advise if you haven't already just scroll a shitload on that feed um of not just bikini girl and go back to the second episode because that was the first episode that we did um, and it might potentially give some context potentially yeah but yeah i just thought it'd just be interesting to get you back on and just i guess talk about what's been going on the past few years a lot has changed with you a lot of things have happened um and kind of just delve into that really so yeah sure well i mean i mean so right last time we did this podcast i was still at uni yeah um so what like three years ago now so i was probably just starting like my law conversion after my history degree i think Mm -hmm. so yeah i was still very much in uni still had like two or three years left two years left i think i um was competing within the uk bff scene mm-hmm. probably had just done my second show i think by that point yeah i probably had just done my second show um ever with uk bff and then obviously like my that would was my last show with uk bff and my last show until this well last year's season the 2019 season um because since then i took a lovely two-year off season grew a lot yeah. muscle wise and outwards and um, <laughs> you looked amazing and you still look amazing now so shit oh, carry on no to be fair no I did feel good but yeah now looking back I was like oh list um but yeah and so now I am no longer a student I am trying to adult I have a full-time law job and yeah I mean yeah like I'm absolutely trying to adult and I don't think I'm mature enough for my job at all but you know just swinging it it's I mean, all good. Act, act confident and nobody will question you absolutely <laughs> fine that's literally my life motto and as well i think if you look someone directly in the eye they're too scared to like go the other way i learned that no, my, like, I, I am right I, okay yes okay um so yeah so that's my situation now like no longer student full-time job and um i now compete with well <laughs> I now compete in the IFBB Pro League. However, there's like the middle, the middle bit to all this. Yeah. So last year, let's chat about that. Last year, I came back um, from a two-year off-season, like I mentioned, mm-hmm. um, and I took that time off because I wanted to obviously grow. I needed to grow substan- a substantial amount of mon- um, money. What? That Must- too. yeah both would be great um a substantial amount of muscle um I mean I'm five foot ten so I'm a lanky gal we both are quite lanky aren't we (laughs) um so we can definitely relate on this point I mean yeah so I wanted to grow a lot of muscle and it coincided with it was probably a good idea to not compete during like my final year of uni whilst I was doing my um LPC which is my legal practice course which is something that you have to do before you get a training contract with a law firm um so I was like right gotta focus on one thing and uh so took the time off grew loads dead happy about that and then it came to last year I secured my law job and I was like I always said to myself once I've got my law job I'll prep again so there's me like right got the law job great and everyone's like oh you know just give yourself time to like settle in like before you like 
jumping to prep and I'm just, I was just so itching. Like, honestly, it was so hard to watch people compete whilst I was like, no, I need to take time off. I need to take time off. Like, oh yeah. my goodness, I could have easily stepped on that stage like any moment. So what's all um, your, sorry, what job do you have in law? I know you've mentioned this before to me, but just for the yeah. listeners. So basically at the moment, whilst I'm waiting for, um, to start a training contract, I am, well, my job title is at Claims Handler. So it's like, an, it's kind of like a job in between a paralegal and a trainee, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, so basically, I can't really say like, I don't want to know where I work and stuff like that. But it's kind of um, basically when claims come in, um, I basically like handle all the caseloads and things like that up to a certain amount. So like a hundred thousand pounds. And then when it gets too much, it then has to be like paneled out to panel sisters, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, so when they get, the claims get quite big because I work in construction law and professional indemnity. When the claims get too big, they have to go out and little, little me can't defend the big ones currently um but I love it like honestly I've learned so much like I'm doing something different every single hour of every single day and I literally love it do you um, like it sorry like do you like the fact because you're obviously you're competing as well do you like mm -hmm. the fact that you have two completely different I guess yeah. kind of worlds do you think that benefits you because some people go like all in competing. All in, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're interested here. I do feel like I live a double life, 100%. <laughs> um, it's so bizarre. But I have always wanted to be a lawyer since I was, like, younger. Mm. Hence why I, like, geared all my studies to, around doing it. And I think, and I've, as much as I love the fitness industry and I love, like, coaching and I've done online coaching in the past and love helping people and absolutely love training and being in the gym it's just not it's just not what I want to do as my career like as in my like main source of income like yeah. I really want like a successful competing career I absolutely love the gym but there's no way that I could ditch like law yeah but I'm I want both, if that makes sense. No, yeah, I don't <laughs> I'm mean. I'm just going to try and like do both until I physically can't anymore. And then I'll make the decision. But it gives it's... me such good structure. Mm. Like, like I don't have, I don't have any other opportunity to train other than like before or after work. So, you know, if I deviate from my plan during the week, then I won't get that training session. So it gives me such good structure. Like I have to get there in the morning too fast cardio. Like I have to go and do the weights in the evening because I have no other time to do it. So it kind of, it is actually in a way, even though I'm so strapped for time, like on prep, it's so beneficial because I'm constantly on the go that you just don't think about it. You just keep rolling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting. Like when I first started being self-employed, everyone was like, oh, you're going to love like having so much free time when actually it's quite, it's not that, it's not that case sometimes because I think when you get yeah. that much free time I think it sometimes is the opposite and you do go back to when you're at school you had your timetable you knew exactly where you were Monday to Friday and yeah. I think there is like I have a quite I don't know I probably don't have like as strict the structures I do now but I still have that element in because I think it is so important like yeah it literally is and I just think yeah just pla planning your time around like I suppose for you as well like you will probably just plan your plan your day out and like stick to that and you know exactly when you're going to train kind of thing yeah. and I just think that's that's what I say it's like exactly what I do too so no I do like having both but I do feel like I live a double life but to be honest my work colleagues um I mean a lot lot of them know I, my close like work colleagues know that I compete and stuff and when I turned IFBB pro I came um back in on the Tuesday after turning pro and <laughs> my colleagues had stuck post-it notes on my um computer screens and was like congratulations like IFBB pro which honestly it meant so much That's because so they have they have they don't really like understand I mean some of them do but like in the grand scheme of things yeah they have absolutely no idea they just think I'm a little bit odd um <laughs> and usually work people can sometimes be a little bit funny 
Um, yeah. So it's yeah. really good that you've got like a really good bunch that are like fully, even though they don't get it. Like my grand, I don't think really understands it still, but she's pretty good. And like, but, it's like so supportive. Like yeah. it's totally fine when people don't understand, but the fact that they support you anyway is just great. Um, and then my secret Santa at work actually bought me a bodybuilding cookbook and it's like legit the best thing ever. So it's cool. so good. It has so many like overnight oat recipes in it and all that. And I just thought, oh, that just means so much. Like I'm in a completely different career and it's just nice that people in the office take like note of like the things that I like, but my office was really good like that and we're, we're quite a good bunch. So that's good. So what would you advise people if they kind of, I guess they I don't know, when you first got into work, it wasn't a case of like, hi, like I compete. Like, how do you introduce that to, to like the workplace, I guess? Because you are going to get a few comments of, I don't know, I, I know I did when I, yeah. day when I did office stuff. So what would you advise people if they're like, maybe going to a new like workplace or they're yeah. in the workplace that they've been for ages and they're going to competing and they don't really know like how to, what I guess, to say, approach yeah. that topic with the them? Subject. Well, to be honest, I got my job and then in what in my interview, actually, for my firm, they asked like what stuff I did outside of um, outside of um, work and like uni and stuff. And I actually did say about well, I first kind of said about my online coaching, which kind of led into and I touched. I think it's it's something that you kind of like would drop in, but probably in like quite a like just just a Plant small amount people sometimes might like get a bit of a weird idea like oh you just plant around bikinis on stage and if you don't really understand it then they might be like hey that's a bit odd we're not going to employ you you're strange <laughs> um <laughs> um but then so I kind of touched upon it in my interview mm. so I think some of my partners knew also everybody googles everyone like you know people are gonna have more of an idea than you think 100 yeah. and also I think a lot of people kind of knew that I was doing something fitness related when I lost 18 kilos in the space of like six months. Yeah. <laughs> like what's happened to Liz? Um, <laughs> but no, I think, I think it just naturally comes up in the, com in conversation when people are like, Oh, so what you don't have to work. And like, I always just also like, Oh my God, Jim. And then I think because also I weigh all my food, <laughs> they're like, Oh, like, why do you weigh your food? And I it was like, Oh, like I'm, you know, like I just follow a meal plan. Like, you know, and then I think as time went on, people naturally saw that I was like into the gym and into like eating healthy as they call it and like stuff like that, that it came, became like quite a natural thing. Like I think I told some of like my closest work friends um, and just kind of like came out with it just in normal conversation, like as you would, like mm. everyday life. Um, I don't really think everybody in my office knows, but I think everyone knows that I'm like very much into it. I just think, I think if, if you don't make it a massive deal, like it's kind of better because I yeah. think it is quite, um, I think it's, it's quite hard for some people to understand um, exactly what it is. And I think you can get the wrong end of the stick as mm -hmm. well. So I think probably just a very natural approach to it, kind of just drop it in conversation or just kind of drop in the fact that you really like going to the gym and then people will kind of pick up on like, ooh, like, do you know how to do this and stuff like that you know yeah I, so I, I think plant that, the seed and just keep like put water seed. on it yeah and, and just let it blossom until yeah. you get to the stage where you turn pro and they put sticky notes on your computer you know? <laughs> oh that's so good though it's so so nice oh so no like that it's crazy but um yeah no it's good I'm thank I'm so I'm so lucky to have um a working environment like actually understand so how training. difficult was it then like i can imagine with the sort of work that you do it's not yeah. a case that you can just switch off one day and like there are some days when you're working you can kind of like not not like focus but you know you can kind of go into like a flow all that sort of thing yeah yeah but imagine with like law paralegal sort of like area there's a lot of like little details you have to make sure that everything's like on point like how did you manage to still prep brain yeah like prep brains like Shit, yeah, prep brain is like a legit thing, and I sometimes still have it. Um, yeah, I mean, I used to, so I basically planned out, um, with some of my cases if I had big deadlines, especially when it got to the last six weeks of my prep, 
I made sure that I had completed all of like the bigger deadlines and stuff before that time period. Um, just because I knew that my brain would just get foggier and foggier, foggier the closest that I got to show day. Mm-hmm. And I think because I've obviously competed before, that's something that I anticipated and knew was going to happen. So I think at, the more you do it, the more you understand how to juggle it and how to like make allowances for that. So I just kind of planned my work, my work to make sure I had done like the big deadlines and stuff before I became complete prep brain. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, like you've just, I just honestly still gave it like my best shot. Like it's, it's still, it's impossible because you can, you can get anything flown at you. Like you can get like a claim come in and then you've literally got to act on it. Like now and you're like, Oh, today is not the day. <laughs> um, so I think I, I mean, after I did my first regional show, so in between regional and British finals, yeah. um, the four, that four weeks was actually like surprisingly okay. Like my calories went up slightly. I was on like a all right amount of food for those four weeks because obviously I'd lost the initial weight and it was just about bringing that t- teeny bit extra condition for the finals. Mm. So that was fine, but it was, it was um, the pre-regionals that was the hardest but I mean I don't it sounds bad but I don't really like have any tips because it's like it's something that just kind of happens to everyone um I guess you just got to learn like you have to learn how to cope with it and like like I said if you can plan your work to try and get like the hardest bits done um before full prep brain kicks in then I would 100% do that I also used to do like my most and I still actually do this all the time at work like if I have I do my most important unit of work um first thing in the morning so have you heard this saying um eat the frog oh yeah 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 literally eat the frog eat whether it's like the most the thing that you kind of keep putting off you don't want to do it but you know it's going to help do it like first thing as soon as you get in and then it's done because if you wait until after lunch there is absolutely no point that 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 there's no point that's going to happen at all i feel so yeah i I always do that now though i think even like stretching that outside of what you mentioned about work just with like life in general anything you can do like the I guess when you're like 12 to eight weeks out or something like that yeah like the more that you can do to help yeah, you yeah. later on yeah. whether it's it sounds silly getting on top of washing or just putting like little like strategies in place getting things ready for your show yeah like I book all my like hair makeup tan like hotel registration thing like at like 16 or whatever weeks out like just so you can just so you know it's done and it's not like oh god I have to do that oh god I have to do that like I pretty much organize everything for show weekend before like prep really gets going it's so much better I hate having like um I mean don't get me wrong I love a bit of life admin but I hate having like like life admin lingering over me yeah I know what you mean I know what you mean so talking about pro then like was has your goal always been to turn pro honestly yeah so when i competed so i've always competed in the federation that was going to well that was like the road to the ifbb pro league hence why i used to compete in the uk bff yeah um and then obviously that was no longer the route i had the time off and that's exactly why i then went back to competing and competed with two bros Mm -hmm. and oh my goodness I absolutely loved it like the way their shows are run like Ian and Jenny behind it all like honestly I absolutely love what they're doing in the industry at the moment and I think it's just so they make it so clear-cut as well for the athletes like if your goal is to turn pro like you know exactly how to get there like, do you remember three years ago, it was such a different, it was literally the year that they were oh. starting to change things. Before that, there was, it was so difficult to actually understand and really know, like, what's going on. Yeah, and it's it so was cool now. Before that, it was like, I, there is no, there's no, like, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to win this, and you have to win that kind of thing. Like, uh, but whereas now, 
it's very clear cut what you have to do to earn your IFB pro card. And then it's just a case for the athlete of like working towards it and getting there. Um, Did you think, go, sorry, going into your first regional, like what were your expectations? I know that that's kind of like a big thing and people have different, I guess like different approaches. Some people just go in going like, I have no expectations. And then some people say like, no, this is what I'm going for. Like, I think there's pros and cons on like either side, but what personally were your expectations going into the regional and then going into um, finals, did those expectations change at all? So going into regionals. So last year was the first time I ever had a coach. So um I'm obviously with Rob um and team LRF so I had seen how the reason why I went with Rob is because I'd seen how like amazing his athletes looked and the fact that he was had he has such a good pro card record um and all of that and obviously my goal bringing my pro card was an absolute no-brainer that I wanted to go with him and like Rob and I had like spoke on and off and you know like followed each other's um stuff for quite a while so I had high expectations of myself going into the regional show because I knew that Rob would get me in insane condition and I was like there is no way that I'm like I really wanted to so I entered beginner class uh because my first ever time competing with two bros intermediate and open height and my goal was to place fast in all three so going into the regionals I had super high expectations for myself so at the regional show I won intermediate I won beginners but I didn't win my open height class I came second later I found out that we actually drew and then it went on head judges so and then they brought us out again and then they drew us again for the second time and then it went on head judges decision so I actually didn't like, not like, I don't want to, I didn't get what I wanted, but like I didn't, I had high expectations for myself to come and place first in all three and I only placed first in two. Who came Cash. first in that open class in the end? Um, I can't remember, this is going to sound really funny, but you know how you remember people by their Instagram handles. Yes. I can't remember her actual name, but she's called Pizza bunny on yes uh yeah i remember her she Instagram? yeah she was in the same height class um that i was in when i did amateur olympia and it's really funny yes. i still remember her because when i tanned her last year with get bronze she turned up it was like a, like a tesco bag on her head and I was morrison's like, bag on her head <laughs> and every single time it's a different like supermarket brand and i'm yeah. like I love it because I always remember her. Yeah. She's so lovely as well. She's really, really Yeah, lovely. absolutely hilarious. She's an absolute right. But um, if I was to come second to anyone, um, it was nice to come second to her because she is also prepped by Rob. So, yeah. like, as a team, like, we did really well. Um, so, yeah. And then going into the regionals, uh, going into the British finals, off the back of that regionals, I was super determined to win my open height because obviously we I was also against her again along with other people um and I was like you know I could, like I can bring it in the next four weeks and I can win my open. I just wanted a shot I just wanted to win the open height class because I really wanted a shot in the overall because obviously that's where you win your pro card and I was like if I get to the overalls at the British finals, like I will be chuffed, mm. like absolutely chuffed. So through some stroke of a miracle, um, that obviously happened. Um, how did the placings go with that final? I forgot what it was, how it went. What do you mean? Who was like second and third before you? At, so in, in, the, in the open height class, Pizza Bunny came third, mm -hmm. and then who came second? I can't remember who came second now. There's, there's stage photos of us. Oh, I don't know. But did he, I think it's interesting though to show how 
I guess how much things can change if it's different panel judges, people bringing different looks in the day. Like yeah. I hear some girls who get third in final, sorry, third in a regional, get a finals invite, and be like, oh, there's no point in doing finals. It's like, why not? You could be yeah. third out of right now. You could be third out of like the whole of that federation. You could be bringing a completely different look, and I just think. Deny. you just never know you? like you literally never know and also there was four weeks in between my regionals and, and the finals and I think so much can change in that time like I changed so much like I put um quite a while about while back now but I put um the package I bought to the regionals next to the package I bought to the British finals and oh my goodness like I but funnily enough the interesting thing as well I was exactly the same weight for both but I look completely different doesn't it show stage weight isn't everything I keep trying to tell yeah, you yeah don't always matter literally because I was a bit like oh god like I'm the same weight like a bit anno- not annoyed but like I was like oh, I'm the same weight because you kind of always associate in terms of like prep the lower the scales are the like better you look well, yeah because that's, that's all that's all you do for like 16 weeks isn't it pretty much all yeah obviously in that four weeks I was like mm, great like I haven't changed but goodness me like I did and I think I think that's going off the back of what you're saying like oh if someone comes third in the region it's always worth a shot because you don't know how people how much you can change in the space between the regionals and British finals show and like and like for me like I didn't even win my open class at the regionals I came second and then I did win my open class and then went on to win my pro card at the British finals. So, because I obviously improved. Um, so yeah, so that was, I mean, it was a shock. Definitely. Your reaction was just hilarious. Hands down. So funny. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, like I said, I obviously wanted, just really, really wanted a shot in the overall just because I was planning on to keep on going obviously until I got the pro card and then and then when I was like in them I literally vividly remember the overalls like overalls that how I felt because I basically was absolutely knackered like you know when you're on stage and they just keep turning you keep turning you and your like glutes are shaking and you're sweating and you're like your like gums are stuck to your teeth and you're like oh my god oh my god um because obviously I'm the tallest height yeah like class z or whatever it is i think it was hate of mine like oh my god yeah yeah literally so every other height class had already been uh open height class had already been and i was the last height class so i won the height class walked off stage and it immediately joined the group of girls who were who had all won their height classes immediately joined the back of that queue and they i literally did circle to come back onto stage with all the other girls who won their open height class and at this point like oh my oh my gosh it was oh, one was in pain um, <laughs> and then I was like so I was dead on the end obviously because I joined the back of the queue and then they moved me making straight. it sound like you just like popped to the shops I was at the back of the queue like at the post office the way you yeah said. I was literally at the back of the queue <laughs> I think I think popping to the shops would have been less stressful. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, they moved you around quite a lot, didn't they? At that finals. Yeah, they moved me straight into the middle, and then they worked us all so hard. Yeah. But I um, and also it was at the very very end of the day, so obviously the the audience had dwindled considering um quite rapidly, and there was just Luke, my boyfriend uh my two best friends Marnie um Al-Saraf and Jess Conroy and then Rob and and I literally they're just there in my vision like you know when you're on stage and you like you're not you're like looking at the judges but then you're like kind of looking through them because you're it's like all of it all a blur and then you can kind of see like your friends and like members of the audience behind them and I could literally, you could, you could, I just hear them like screaming my number. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, it was great. But literally, best moment of my life. So how was, like, how did it feel afterwards? And how do you feel like things have changed for you from like a mindset 
point of view how do you feel like it's given you more confidence is there certain things that you wish you did potentially before you turn pro like from a mindset point of view I don't know like how was you from that from a, I think, do you see what I'm saying yeah yeah definitely I think it's weird because I honestly think my 2019 prep was completely different to when I've ever like prepped or done anything like prepared myself for exams or like prep for my previous competitions um back in like 2016 2017 like as soon as I got on board with Rob and the thing is like Rob is I cannot fault him and he is like brutally honest and he expects me to do everything to a T and like that is what I like and because that is how I work like I need someone who's brutally honest with me and I always work like 100% and throughout my whole prep like I literally quite literally at hand on heart did everything to a T like not one second of cardio was missed and not one gram of oats was like consumed above and beyond my meal plan like you know and I just think having working with Rob has has really like really motivated me in itself and it was like a switch just went off in my head and it was like I think it just really proved to me that a I needed the time off that I had pre-prep and also just how bad I wanted it and then and then after turning pro I I think it has just proved to me that like I am really capable of like what I set my mind to because I honestly gave last year a billion percent and I'm like if I just keep on doing that then I know I'll eventually get like to the Olympia like that's that's the best like that's the big goal now isn't it obviously and I just think even though it's like crazy to even think that that could potentially happen one day it's like if I just literally keep doing 100 billion percent then I know I'll get there so I think it's I think my mindset hasn't really changed post pro card it's more so my mindset had that switch as soon as I started prep in 2019 and I think what's changed me after my pro card is actually it's given me the confidence like I like Lish you can actually do this and you can actually do this while struggling like like your job and like your career and stuff like that so so yeah because I mean even now like I'm in off season um but in a good way I kind of almost feel like I'm still on prep because I train all like I train exactly to my training plan I do my cardio exactly to my training uh, training plan I eat my meal plan like to a t with the occasional off plan meal if I'm allowed like I still feel like I'm in prep but that like that's what I like like in a positive way like I don't I don't feel like restricted or anything it's like because it's what I want and it's what I want to do so I think I think the turning pro has also given me the motivation not to stop in in that sense I do you look at the Olympians and like do you look at the pro league and go I'm like do you start comparing because like being oh my god I am so out of my league I'm like so out of my depth Christ it's difficult isn't it for to see from I guess from your perspective and I've said this before this podcast because of our height it's hard to think it's like so how hard like work. yeah and I think that's another thing like you really just don't know on the day what can happen because like they could be looking for like a shorter girl they could be looking for a taller girl like and yeah like oh my goodness of course I like I literally analyze the Olympians like, I'm like right I need better shoulders I need tighter glutes I need all smaller waist like all of that but my goodness I can feel completely out of my depth however I'm still going to give it a shot (laughs) gotta try gotta do these things um but yeah I mean I am I'm going to Olympia this year um yeah I put my flights on accommodation because there is no way that I am like not not going if I if I'm and if I'm not competing then I've got to go as a spectator like imagine imagine the motivation levels yes I'm absolutely buzzing but it's like it's January and I'm trying not to wish my life away because it's in September that I'm going (laughs) 
I think that's quite good though because it, like even though you're going to be going anyway I think sometimes people are like put off put like registering for that show or going for like certain things and it's like once you've just done it it's like boom yeah like, don't overthink it just go boom done now yeah that's what I that's what I do tend to do I kind of throw myself into the deep end and then think about it later and then it's too late there you go. <laughs> I literally do that all the time. Oh, I love that. I love that. So one other question I had was, I know it sounds very like completely off topic. Did you do your own hair for finals? Yeah, I did actually. It looks so nice. Like, oh, thank you. No joke. It was like <laughs> loose curls, but like not too loose that it just looks a bit like a dog, like dog's hair, if you know what I mean. But yeah, it and it wasn't like Big Fat Gypsy Wedding. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I'll it will share my pro tip with everyone. Also, how jokes is this? I was wearing Primark stick on nails when I turned pro as well. Lol. Love it. I don't yeah, ever. I, I remember my first ever show. I spent maybe forty fifty quid on nails. Now I do exactly the same. I just do Primark yeah. and I just get like it's silver like glitter. Unnecessary cost. Yeah. And also, when you're competing like regularly, one does not need to keep on spending money on nails. Like and as well, if you're doing especially like two bros IFBB, I think it's more it's more clean. It's yes. less, like fresh and yeah. yeah, I just had um I just had like neutral. Yeah. But like they were like thick on ones just to give me like a bit of length other than my like grubby gym hands. Um yeah, I did my own hair and it's actually a Tresemme wide barreled curling wand that I purchased off Amazon for £15 and it is the best £15 I have ever spent. I ha I've had it years but I've literally so many people, I am saying this because so many people have asked me like what curling wand do you use blah 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 um, and it's still on Amazon and I think but it keeps going sold out because I think I keep telling everyone about it. <laughs> okay if you tell me I'm gonna link it on on like the podcast episode whatever summary like, yeah okay I will link you the link and then you can link it to everyone else but yeah no I just did that and I mean yeah I think it turned out right so because regionals I had straight hair and I kind of thought it looked because it's always this is the thing there isn't it like you never know where do you go like straight hair do you like the look is so important and uh, I kept the same bikini for finals because they turquoise was so in oh, last year very yeah nice. yeah um and then I was like oh I feel like I need to change up something and I thought looking back on the photos whilst my straight hair looked really good because um because my hair was like so blonde as well it was like a ashy grey um it kind of just looked like when I was clearly hot on stage it kind of looked like it was just like sticking to me especially on some of the front shots just like like a bit like curtainy <laughs> so I was like if I do some loose waves it shouldn't look like that it looked really good so it looked very so, yeah. nice and do you know what's a nice thing as well thinking about this I hear so many times oh you've got to have brunette hair to go pro have you heard that oh my god yeah well to be honest a lot of the pros I have obviously you look all, they are all brunette, but I'm telling everyone right now, there is no way I'm dyeing my hair because I'm naturally brunette. But oh my oh. goodness, like I, I look bizarre with brunette hair. It so, sounds bad. Like the yeah. amount of effort, like the amount of visits you'd have to take to the hairdressers to go from brunette back up to blonde. That would it's ridiculous. Ain't worth yeah. it. I've been, I've been blonde since I was like 16, 17, and I haven't looked back. There you go. So, so I'm, doing any, it for, um, I'm doing it for the blonde pros out here. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. There's, oh, what's her name? Freya? Frinda? Oh, that's going to annoy me now. There's a lady, um, IFBB Pro, and she's like insane. I think she's like Swedish, tall, very oh, yeah, blonde, blonde. physique. Oh, what's that? Is it yeah. Frida? No. Oh, that's really going to annoy me now. I'm sorry, everyone, but I just need to find what this girl's name is and try and play <laughs> it. Yeah, Frida. Frida? Oh, God. My dyslexia's coming out. You know which one. You know which one. Which yeah, one? I know who you mean. I know who you mean. Oh, my God. Did you get any um, feedback from the judges about, like, did it give you anything, like, you need to kind of... I guess, is there... The question I'm trying to put out here if I actually get to it, is the, is there much difference, do you think, between the amateur league and the pro league? Like, 
did they say to you, okay, like you're amazing at amateur, but to get, be good in pro, you need to do X, Y, Z? So, um, not really. Like I received my feedback from the regional show before British finals. And it was just mainly like, which I feel that a lot of, it was kind of similar feedback for everyone, but what coaches would naturally make that athletes do anyway. So like more condition, like, you know, that kind of thing, like tighter glutes, but like you always would come from my experience anyway, you'd come into like your finals, like a lot, like a bit tighter if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but personally, I think there's like a massive step up between. Well, I guess it, dep- it just depends on the physique you. But for me, like, I feel like there is such a large step up between me right now and then like the competitive pro physiques at the moment. Like they have a lot of muscle mass. Like bikini is not, like, yeah, the bikini athletes are small, like, on stage in terms of, like, weight and ratios. They're small, but, like, their muscle mass is, like, huge. And, like, I love that because I love that look. Like, and that's literally insane. Um, I mean, I'm just training so hard and so heavy and just absolutely smashing the shoulders, absolutely smashing the glutes. Like, that is, like, what Rob and I are, like, doing at the moment. So... Just hoping that will pay off. It will. Um, Have you started planning things for this year? I know everyone's going to ask you that same question. I'm sorry. But yeah. I'm yeah. Um, it's funny, actually, that you say that because this week, um, Rob and I have actually been discussing about my plans for the season. So I'm definitely going to make my pro debut this year, awesome. um, which is like dead exciting like so 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 exciting um but whilst I have some show dates in mind with nothing's like super confirmed yet I am obviously going to be doing the um first ever bikini pro show in the UK which two bros are putting on like would not miss that one for the world so I'm and that's in August August the 2nd I think um so I'm 100% going to be doing that one. Um, but I think that will probably, the way it's working out now, that will probably be my last show of the season. So I'll probably compete around May time and do like two or three shows before the August two race. Sounds good. Um, good. Yet to be confirmed. All good though. What's the price difference as well? Um, in comparison to being an amateur to being pro, like is thing, do you find things are more expensive now? Are there, I know that you, I don't know if you can even like mention this, but like, do you know I mean, is it is all the things you have to pay out for usually are they more expensive? Are yeah. They- well, like to be honest, that's probably like uh, I'll probably have to tell you like this time next year, <laughs> won't I? Once I pay for all. Um, but um, so in the pro league, you don't pay. Uh, registration fees like you do um like you do to register for a show you basically buy your membership your ifbb pro membership for the year which is about 250 pounds that's quite that's quite reasonable i say so that's really reasonable considering entry for a show is sometimes 170 so and that's one show so you buy a membership for the year and then off you go type thing um but the way it is at the moment especially the way I see it as a UK pro, you know, a lot, like, like I just said, it's the first ever bikini pro show in the UK this year. So, and that's one show. So if I want to do more than one show this year, which I obviously do because, you know, you want to be doing as many shows as you can for Olympia points and all of that stuff. And like Olympia qualifying events, you're like, I'm going to have to go abroad if I want to do more than one show. So uh, a lot of the shows are in America. Obviously, UK to America is a decent flight okay. and a decent amount of money as well. And even then, compared to how many are in America, there isn't even that many like European shows. Like there is European shows, um, but compared to like how many go on in America, it's not. So I think in for a UK pro, the cost will the big costs will be incurred in the travel. Yeah. Um, 
but then I think in terms of like bikini and tan and hair and all that sort of stuff like I mean I could be wrong because obviously I haven't done my pro debut yet but I'm of the understanding that it's pretty the same you know yeah and I guess unless you're wanting to change how I don't guess where five different bikinis or whatever but yeah 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 um so so yeah I guess in that sense it remains the same it's just the travel expenses and then the obviously staying in airbnbs and hotels and like that's where you'll incur the additional price like Mm. but but the way I see it is I it's kind of like the money I'd spend on going on holiday like Mm -hmm. with my friends or Luke for example um and whilst I will hopefully also get to do that this year anyway like obviously Vegas is a trip that I'm doing with the girls anyway regardless of whether like um I spectate or compete or whatever yeah but um but yeah I think it's just such it's like for me it's just as much I like love competing so much but it's also such an amazing traveling travel opportunity and like it's just great I don't mind like obviously I try and keep the cost down as much as I can because I mean (laughs) I'm not made of money my goodness but um but it's it's quite like nice to kind of you can do two birds in one stone like you can I don't know fly to Puerto Rico do the Puerto Rico pro and go to Puerto Rico like how cool is that yeah exactly and especially when you're prepping as well you're most likely not going to be spending money on a lot of other things oh yeah exactly like I well I like to think that I save money when I'm on prep but realistically if you think about your outgoings and like I eat salmon every single day like thank god I have like a muscle food sponsorship but like (laughs) but you know like obviously the food's expensive you know posing lessons all of that but in all fairness not going out for meals not doing anything the only thing I buy out is a black coffee (laughs) to be fair I spend way too much on Starbucks and Costa that's pretty much you look at my bank transactions oh it's disgusting isn't it oh no I know I know. I just I, keep going to put a manger now, hoping they're going to give me a free coffee. <laughs> so I used to work next door to a prep, and I used to go in there so much that sometimes they used to give me my black coffee for free. I've not had it yet, but the day will come, and that will just be the best day of my life. So I'm like, <laughs> you're like, I've made it. I've now spent absolute grand in prep, and they finally reimbursed me. <laughs> like, I'm done. My de- my job is done. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, literally. Oh, if you, yeah. I guess, to round this up, if you could mm-hmm. give, knowing what you know now, um, especially for like all like the two bro scene, it's coming like it's quite relatively new in the industry, like in the UK sort of area. Um, what sort of tips do you think you could give people, um, which could potentially help them when they're going into the two bros arena? What to community bros? So, mm-hmm. I just think. I don't know. I mean, like I was saying earlier, like the two, it's so clear cut now how to earn your IFBB pro card. Like it's, that's honestly like amazing. So I would just say now, you know, you've got a clear route of how to win your, your pro card. And if that's your goal, then like literally now, just it's just a case of not only do you want, this is how I w- w- always thought of it, like not only do you want to win your IFBB pro card, but you, you want a, f- a pro worthy physique. Like there's so many girls out there that are striving for their pro cards who have got like pro worthy physiques and they will eventually like get their pro card and go on to like great things. But there is no point in essentially like uh, earning a pro card without having like the pro worthy physique to go with it, if that makes sense. Yeah, because then if you go into the pro league... Because then, yeah, because then otherwise when you go into the pro league, you won't get a look in. Um, so I think like it, the, it's so important to have that pro worthy physique rather than you've got to have, you've got to have both, like rather than just the pro card. But I think, you know, like do not, like do not give up because it's such a clear cut way of how to get there that all you have to do is give yourself time and just like literally do not give up. Um, I'd also say like just simple things like know, like know what, the judges are like 
looking for like know what cut your bikini should be like know what kind of styling they like and oh my goodness know the posing like it's I've seen so many people um when I've watched two um two bro shows before that don't do the the correct posing oh, yeah like, like so many lats breads I'm like what yeah like they'll do UK BFF or PCA posing and like the one thing you can do when you work so like the worst thing you can do when you when you've worked so hard on your physique for that whole entire prep is then display it incorrectly and I've seen like I've seen so many people who have absolutely insane physiques but haven't placed where they probably should have because their posing has fallen down and then someone who has better posing than them will place higher than them even though they necessarily may not necessarily actually have a better physique so I think like just learn your federation like learn just learn how they want you to pose learn how the styling of it the correct cut bikinis like shoes I mean you might you know all about this like platform no platform like all of that jazz like just the simple things that you can nail yeah just just nail that because you work so hard on your physique that you don't want anything like shoes jewelry or posing to like mess that up yeah but yeah just literally do not give up so but leading on from that I think with two bros as well it's just don't overdo it seriously no, yeah more sophisticated more sleek yeah yeah like very it's very classy yeah which I really like and like it's about it's about like your overall look as well as like your physique and everything else and I just think you know you can tweak little things here and there which will make such a big difference and yeah definitely yeah definitely love it well thank you so much for coming back on oh thank you so much for having me it's been so nice like should we not leave it three years this time <laughs> I, yeah i agree with that i agree with that <laughs> but that is, it's no we were just saying like before we even like recorded it it's so nice like like don't three years on like we're still really good we're still in contacts yeah. and like we still see each other at stuff oh it's, no it's really good i think this this is why i literally love the fitness industry yeah and you're a rarity because you're five foot ten and my neck doesn't hurt. Four girls stick together. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, I, there's no point asking you what makes you not just bikini girl because we all know that you're a badass lawyer. So <laughs> Trying to be, trying to live a double life over here. I, I shall try and continue. I love it. But um, yeah, honestly, thank you so much for coming on. If anyone has any questions or wants to follow the lovely um alicia on the journey then make sure you go over and follow her on the instagram i'll put all the deets and i'll put those hair togs in the description yes i'm so gonna link you now <laughs> so excited um yeah if anyone has enjoyed the episode then as always like subscribe do all that, that jazz but uh, yeah we'll see you guys in the next episode <laughs>